Welcome to Card Slingers, coming to you coast to coast. Hi, I'm Jamie Elford from Portland, Oregon, representing the West Coast. I'm Melissa Sonova, speaking to you from the Midwest here in St. Louis. And I'm Hillary, the New Yorker. We're going to talk about what we like about the cards. And what we don't like. What we're learning. And what we're teaching. It's all about slinging them cards. Hey guys, uh, so today we're having an object lesson in the card, the chariot, because none of us wanted to do the chariot because it's boring. So in true leader <laughs> fashion, I said we're, we're fucking doing it because we'll put it off forever if we don't. So look at me being the chariot. Um, oh, it's getting it done. Peanut gallery. Oh. So the chariot card, there's horses or sphinxes. Um, I don't know. It means get going, get focused. There are lots of fun little things in it that I found once again from that Teresa Reed's coloring book. You guys, I cannot suggest that fucking card or book enough because on it, I noticed that uh, the epaulets on the Rider Waite Smith deck are the co- are comedy and tragedy masks. And that um, there, well, I, I noticed a long time ago, there was no rain. There were no rains in the original Rider Waite Smith deck, which means that he's driving it through, you know, sheer force of will. That's what's making this thing go bye-bye, right? And so when it comes up in a reading, oftentimes I will tell people, um, it's go, 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 get your shit going, make sure that the direction you're pointed is the same direction your moral compass is pointed, and then just go, you know? And the guy looks like a bit of a dandy. Um, and I think that all of that pomp and circumstance that he wears with him matches the city that's behind him. So what that tells me is that he's carrying with him all of the gifts he's been given, his education, you know, money, uh, family support, emotional support. He's got all of this stuff. It's, it's truly like sending a kid off to college with all their bags packed and then slapping them. Well, maybe not slapping them on the ass because they're not a horse, but, you know, patting them on the back and saying, all right, kid, you got this. Now, how would you feel, Jamie? If you were headed off to school with all your stuff and your folks patted you on the back and then left, that's, I think, why the chariot comes up in races. Because even though we're ready, we don't think we're ready. In readings, not races. I know what I'm talking about and can use words. Go, Jamie. How would you feel? What's that feeling? I would be, no offense to my family, but I'd be like, thank God they're gone. That's how I was the moment I got into my dorm room and I was just like, I'm free. Woohoo, look at me. I can finally get away and start making my own plans. But then again, I was kind of the black sheep of the family. So God, that was not the answer I was looking for. I know it's not. I know it wasn't. And that's why I started smirking. And when you asked me that, I'm like, oh she's Oh god, that was fucking great. But okay. yeah, yeah. So, so it's, it's, it's freedom. Bad. It's release, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. So Hillary, <laughs> same. It's the same. It was the same for me. But also, I remember when I went off to college, and you know, it's fine if you never went to college, guys. You know, mm-hmm. listeners, that's that's fine. There's all journeys, you know. But when I went off to college, I did have that sense of freedom, but also the sense of, oh shit, now it's on me. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially with regards to my education, because I was one of those annoying kids that 
um, school and class came really easily to me. I didn't have to study that much. I didn't have to, you know, cram for a test. It was all very easy for me in high school. And then when I got to college, it was of my own free will. And my GPA went from like up here to whoo. And because, because of the freedom, the freedom, like, and tying it back to the chariot card, which is what we are talking about here. Um, there is that freedom, but there is also that sense of responsibility. Like, what will you do? Where will we, where will you go? Because with freedom does come responsibility that make no one's telling you what to do anymore. So from some nerd resource with great freedom, comes great responsibility so great power with great power oh shit that's right fine spider-man spider-man i was like stanley's amazing but no okay so so yes so i maybe had the most stereotypical response to being allowed out of my cop father's house and catholic school in that I shook in my boots so much that I decided drinking was the way to have more confidence and feel more comfortable amongst my new peers. Luckily, most of them were drunk too. (laughs) So I didn't stand out too much, but I did notice Hillary. Like you said, I went, I I got a four point on high school. I never studied ever. I didn't need to. I was super smart. I drinking a lot dulls your smartness. I don't know if you guys know that is pretty, it makes, makes you kind of stupid. And I was drinking a lot. And so my attention to my schoolwork was not great. And then if you look at the sphinxes in front of this chariot, right, on the Rider-Waite-Smith deck, they got their little paws crossed and they look completely disinterested. Okay. So like you said, no one gives a shit whether you succeed or not. Nobody cares. So if you just stand there all day, nobody cares. If you like sit down in the chariot because you're maybe a little hungover and don't feel like making your eight o'clock class, no one cares. And it's truly about tapping into personal responsibility. I managed to graduate from college in four and a half years by the same, 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 same. And this is why I'm telling my kids, if you don't want to go to college, don't go to college. Your trade schools. My son is an amazing um, carpenter and my daughter is an artist. And I'm like, you know, you find what you need to do, but you have to have that self-motivation to make it worth your time. And they even agree. Everybody they agree. Agrees. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. I I went to a four year university, and same thing. I think there's something about no matter where you come from or your background, when you get freed, you're like, you know, you have your ultimate freedom. You don't know how to adapt to that power, that responsibility yet. So, I went from 4.0 to like barely a two. Oh, but I was glad that I passed everything. I just, I had to, you know, that was the only expectation I needed because you're also learning a new system. Exactly. You know, and that's the first six cards teach you that system. It's like, you know, up through the lovers, you've learned how to game high school, so to speak, Mm. but you're freeing into college. Nobody knows you. It's bigger. It's a city sized thing. And then you've got to figure out everything all over again you gotta and it's all like you said Hillary it's all on you 
Yeah. Right. And would you would you say that um, because we talked about the lovers last episode or the last episode that we did for mm-hmm. our major arcana um, conversations, um, that that sense of choice, that sense of crossroads that the fool is on in the lovers card, it kind of translates into the chariot energy where it's just like, OK, he's chosen this path. Now, now got, what is now what <laughs> yeah, it's now put, you know, it's now pick a direction and go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Legit. And I think that, and you can see this in the, in the cards that we chose for our favorites, um, that it's truly about not just the inside of yourself, but the outside too. How are you going to face the world? How are you going to like, I know that I'm a pretty casual person right now. My personal style is like, butch comfy pants like if i don't know if that's a style category but it should it's be. an aesthetic it's an aesthetic, it's an aesthetic. Yeah. It yeah. so butch comfy <laughs> comfy pants works for me now in the lifestyle that i have but i know that when i was out in the world before you know the rona um it was i i wanted to wear eyeliner i wanted to wear red lipstick because i look really fucking hot in it and i wanted to wear jeans and my doc martens and i wanted to gear up and wear the jewelry that makes me feel good, like my Labradorite and my bracelet. And I wanted to gear up. Like this guy is not, he is not butch comfy pants, you know? And he's presenting to the world, here I am. He's wearing a crown. He's got epaulets. He's got armor on. He's geared up to face whatever he's going into. And Melissa, um, which which deck are you choosing from? Because you didn't mention that. Oh, this is the Rider-Waite-Smith deck I'm still prattling on about. Mm-hmm. That... But it's outside and inside. He's making sure, like, I, I have a phone call. It's a business meeting, like, next week. I am going to, for the first time in six months, put makeup onto my face. Because it's a business meeting. And it's not because I want to impress anyone. It's because it's like putting on a suit of armor. And it makes me feel more confident. And I know that I need my outsides to match my inside so that I can move forward with confidence. So when I see this come up in a reading, oftentimes I'll ask people, do you have an interview suit? Does it fit? Has it been tailored? Tailoring's not that expensive, guys, but it looks expensive. You know, um, I will ask people, um, are you going to get a haircut three days before, not the day before, because then you look stupid. Like, you know, stuff like that, because it's not about truly what people think of you and blah, blah, blah. It's that this is a this is a level of armor that you're putting on yourself. So you need to make sure that your inner confidence matches your outer confidence. So that's, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it time for favorites? Sure. Yeah, I think I think so. I mean, I'm looking, I'm still looking at those sphinxes that are are it's either sphinxes or horses. And there's always the light. Side. Some other critter. And then there's always the light and the dark. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that typically represents like our our I think our id and our ego. Mm-hmm. And having those two seemingly opposite energies work together to get forward momentum. That's what I think of when I think yeah. of the chariot. Um, where it's just like if if you've got one one set, like half of you is running off in one direction, half of you is running off in another direction, where are you going? Mm-hmm. Nowhere. You have to be able to mesh those energies together to project yourself forward. It's also the middle path, you know, being able to take the two extremes, the light and the dark, blend it together to make gray, to make the compromises that you might need for adventuring out or getting what you want. I mean... 
took me a long time to get published with a traditional publisher that I wanted to. However, each step and each thing that I produced out gave me that knowledge and gave me that compromise to build up the confidence that it took me to get to where I wanted to be under the, you know, the moon, the Llewellyn moon that I wanted to be on. It kept you in the right direction. Yeah. You know, my first book got turned down by one agent and one agent because I wasn't famous enough. And then uh, two publishers, and then I submitted it to the third publisher, and they said no, and I sent it back after fixing stuff, and that was Kitchen Table Tarot. So it's the first one utterly failed. Mm -hmm. The second one failed. I just kept going in that direction because I knew that was the direction I was supposed to be in. And turns out, I mean, it's working out okay for me. But sometimes you go to that second or third like, no, thank you. And you're like, fuck, maybe this ain't for me. And that's a time to figure out if you need to point a different way. So there's really no harm in trying and failing. There's harm in trying and failing and not learning anything. And it's also tenacity. You know, you got to keep at it, which is another aspect of the chariot. It's, you know, that's why when you see it, everybody's racing towards it. They're going, they're going, they're going, they're pushing, they're tenacious. Like you said, you got yeah. turned down by the same publisher, you know, once before you got accepted. Yeah. So, and it's important to recognize that if, if I, it's like my father told me one time when I was, I, I was having problems with new friends and I was in my twenties. So I was probably an asshole, more of an asshole than I am now. And he said, um, if one person tells you that you're an asshole, ignore them. If two people tell you that you're an asshole, you need to think about your recent behavior and adjust. If three people tell you you're an asshole, you are an asshole. And that's a problem. And at that time, it was only two people that had told me that. So I felt, felt like I could, you know, make a minor adjustment. But when that happens with the chariot, like had I sent my book in its like original form to three people and they'd all said no, and that third one hadn't come back and said, fix these things, then I should have stopped, you know? And I think that when the chariot is reversed, sometimes we're not fucking listening that the universe is telling us this is not correct. You know, like this, this way is not like, no, not for you. <laughs> not for you. And, and that's a hard thing to hear. Sometimes I would have been devastated, but it's an important thing to hear or else I'm wasting my time and I'm throwing all of my resources and all of my energy and all of my presentation of self into something that just isn't for me, you know? And so I had told myself, if I get shot down, I'm done. That's it. It was a stupid idea and I'll try something else, you know, and I'd already decided. And then when I did the fixes, it got accepted. And that's the right way to use the chariot, you know, but there have been times in my life where I kept flinging myself at trying to save a relationship or trying to save a person or trying to fix something or fix someone that was out of my purveyance. I can't fix other people, right? But you get this in your head that you're the one who's going to jump in your chariot and you're going to ride to the rescue and you're going to make everything better. So the chariot shows up upside down and says, bitch, your wheels are in the air. Stop. Stop it. You know, <laughs> it's not for you to fix. And I think that's a really important lesson. So um, my favorite char chariot card is from the brand new deck from Melissa Sonova. <laughs> that's me. And uh, Maggie Stiefvater, and it's uh, the same horse. One of them has their mane tightly braided and is wearing a harness and a bridle and blinders and their head is kind of bowed. Um, and to me, that represents the horse um, that is 100% focused. They know exactly where they're going. They know what their job is. 
They're not very happy, but they're very focused. And then the other end we have, it looks like a L'Oreal commercial. The mane is flowing, <laughs> the head is up, they look confident, but they have no direction, you know? Mm. And I think it's a good reminder that sometimes we have to compromise what we want with what is right for the situation. So in this, in this card, the reverse is the free horse. The reverse is the horse with the beautiful hair and all of the freedom that they want, but no direction. And then the one with the harness is locked down and probably uncomfortable, but goddamn, they're focused. So that's my, my favorite chariot card. I love that card. Thank I think you. I painted it. I just wrote it's unique. She's a wonderful <laughs> artist. This deck is 40% horse. So... Well, I mean, it is about horses, Scorpio Sea, and horses. Murder horses, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Jamie, what's your favorite card, Terry card? I, again, I tend to gravitate towards the more unique side of things. And recently, there's been a couple of decks that have gone more modern with their RWS interpretations, the Rider Waite Smith stuff. And out of the two, my favorite is This Might Hurt. I, I don't know why, but I tend to like the imagery on that one more than the the other deck, the Modern Spell. Um, it's the Modern Spell Witches deck, right? Spellcasters? Oh, I can't. I, the Spellcasters? Yeah, spell, yeah, spell, yeah. So I know that they both, because I know Liz was going to pick that card for her chariot, they both feature motorcycles on them. And as a someone who tried to learn how to ride a bike herself, but ultimately decided that was not her path and passed on, but her partner rides a bike. I love the idea because the, the motorcycle is kind of that symbol of ultimate freedom in today's day and age. So on this might hurt, we don't have just one, we have two motorcycles. So you've got that idea of that performance, that show it, show offness with the girl that's on stand straddling both motorcycles because this evil can evil kind of like, look, I can do two bikes, no hands. You know, <laughs> Cherlios type, you know, thing. Um, for those that have watched um you know, some of the Jason Statham movies, you know, you've got this, this, I'm going, I'm going, and I'm on these two bikes, but it takes balance and willpower to ride or to be on top of both without actually using the handlebars. So I enjoy that deck a lot. How about you, Hill? Uh, well, I just couldn't choose just one, as usual. My magpie nature. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, That's but fine. they both, but but they both fig, um, feature. Shenanigans. Shenanigans. Same on you this time. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> so both of the chariots that I picked um, both have um, horses prominently featured. Um, not two, a lone horse. For both of them. So I picked from um, the Star Child Tarot, uh, which is basically a freaking unicorn just running free. So what's not to like about a freaking unicorn running free? Um, and the other card that I picked was the Wild Unknown Chariot, um, where it has a horse looking face on um, instead of off to the side. So that definitely shows that focus that we were talking about and that determined kind of will that goes along with the chariot card. Um, it almost looks like an eclipse is happening over the, um, the horse's head. They have a crescent moon um, in their forehead and they're wearing a pentacle necklace. So it feels almost as if there's like 
almost a representation of all the elements within that chariot card, which I really like because the mane is very flowy like water. Um, it looks like almost like a sunburst behind. And then you've got the crescent moon and you've got the pentacle, which represents earth. So um, out of the two of them, probably the wild unknown chariot is my favorite. So I literally never noticed that all of the elements were there. Well done. You amaze me. And you're a super sparkly, amazing genius. Oh, thank you. Um, <laughs> I never seen the star child tarot and I looked it up with muted. So tell Kendra, I muted when I was typing. Thank you very much. And it really <laughs> looks like if that unicorn were saying anything, it'd be like, I do what I want. And it's yes. just take it off. And I, yes. I dig that. I like that vibe because there is about an arrogance to the chariot. Mm -hmm. You know, like you go off to wherever and the first thing happens when you get back is that your family's like, goddamn liberals, <laughs> Rod, you're bringing it that liberal education. And I'm like, didn't you pay me to do that? Isn't that part? But anyway, but it's like, you know, there's a certain amount of arrogance in saying I'm going to have a book published or I'm going to live on my own or I'm going to work outside of the family business. Whatever this decision that is being made, I feel there has to be a certain amount of, I do what I want. And in order to get that sass and that swagger, you know, make sure the outsides match the insides. It's super important. And if you find that on your journey, all your armor keeps falling off and you keep ending up in the wrong place, maybe that's not your journey. So this can be in a really important card in letting you know when your chariot is pointed the right way and when you keep running into a tree in the backyard with your dad's car. This is to turn into me learning how to drive stick shift um, kind of thing. But that's... that's I was going to say that sounded oddly specific. Oddly like, specific. Like, I killed the tree and I was trying to learn how to drive stick. And my dad taught me on his riding tractor and I was instructed to get off of his goddamn tractor. <laughs> and then I would drive an automatic transmission for the rest of my life. I drove through a garage store once. Oh, I, I almost yeah. drove through a video store. Oh man! <laughs> Missed did it you have much. to? Did you have to return the video that that it fast or get so the late close. fees? It was like four inches from <sighs> smashing out of the side of the building because I got drive and reverse mixed up. Oh, so what we're saying are two things here. One, we're terrible drivers. <laughs> Except for Hillary. The second, I'm an excellent, excellent driver. I know. That's and again, why I, I had professional this, help. Louis Aries is not chiming in. She's like, yeah, you do stuff. Nope, nope. She's like, yeah, Other no. is, is that you, you know, you have to really own this inside and out. If you see the chariot and it's upside down, maybe it's not for you. And maybe that's something we need to get more comfortable saying to ourselves before we spend eight years in a master's or, or a PhD degree that we're never going to fucking use, before we commit to a marriage that we're uncomfortable about, before we decide to move across the country because of love. This is something that if the chariot is upside down, I really encourage you to say, is this right? Is it for me? Is this the right time? Because if it were right side up, man, you fucking know it. You know it like you know a good melon. And that is the confidence of the chariot. So I hope when you do readings that you can pull that confidence into yourself and also that you drive better than us. Thank you so much for joining us uh, at Cardslingers Coast to Coast. You can check out more episodes at cardslingerscc.podbeam.com. And please send us your questions at cardslingerscc at gmail.com. We'll see you next time.